Coming up on episode 48 of the Keto Camp podcast, we have health coach, podcast host, Jeremy Abramson. I'm like in such a bubble, I'm sure you are too, where it's like, you know, we're doing self-development, we're surrounding ourselves with other people who have this growth mindset, and we forget about like the other part of the country that is like all invested into politics and watching the news, and like they think the world is such a dangerous war zone, and in some ways it is, but like life is beautiful, and I think so many times we just, we take things too seriously, we get so caught up in our own mind, our monkey chatter, mm-hmm. and we forget to really recognize and acknowledge how beautiful and lucky and fortunate we are. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. What's up, Keto Camper? Thank you for joining me on today's episode with Jeremy Abramson. Today's episode is a, a sprinkle. And what I mean by that is we kind of get away from keto and fasting just a little bit, but here's the deal. We do it because if you apply the principles that Jeremy's gonna share with you, uh, we talk about working on your inside, inner sizing, then the keto, the fasting, you're working out, and, and all that stuff is more efficient when you practice these tools, because everything you want in this world starts on the inside. And this episode is all about the inside. We don't get what we want in life, we get what we are. And if you listen to this episode intently, eliminate distractions and really hear what Jeremy's gonna share with you, you're gonna understand the importance of what I just said. On this episode, Jeremy shares his story of living a life that was not fulfilling, corporate job, not living on purpose with his purpose, and he woke up one morning and made this scary decision to say, this is not for me. I need to find my calling. I have a unique calling. So he gets into that story and let it inspire you because we all have unique callings. Jeremy is the leader in the Stand Up to Sitting movement, which is the name of his podcast, Stand Up to Sitting. And in this episode, Jeremy explains why sitting down is the new smoking and how it's creating so much dysfunction in the human body and why it's important to emphasize movement over exercise. He'll he'll share some tips on how to add movement throughout your day so that you could benefit from all the things he's gonna share with you. We get into the powerful healing benefits of gratitude, love and gratitude. I love gratitude. I call it vitamin G. So we get into gratitude. We explain why the most selfish thing you can do is become unhealthy, why attitude and enthusiasm is more important than knowledge and credentials, 
and so much more. You're gonna get so much from this episode. Be sure to check out the notes of this episode. Check Jeremy out on Instagram. His handle on Instagram is CoachJeremy305. He's a local Miamian, although he's not born and raised like me, but he does live here now. He lives about five minutes from me, actually. And he actually, and we recorded this from Keto Camp HQ, so the sound is peak. It's optimal sound. You're gonna really enjoy this episode and the quality of this episode. And I'll share him in a little bit. But before I do, I wanna let you know that the Keto Camp Academy is out and about, and it has exploded out into this world. We've gotten amazing reviews from members. The Keto Camp Academy is a academy which has different sections for you to explore. There are over 100 videos currently in the academy, soon to be over 200, and they're updated every single month. There's a section for a 28-day keto jumpstart, so if you're interested in trying keto or you fell off keto, this is where you would start. Let's say you've been doing keto and you just wanna take it to the next level. Well, we have a section for advanced keto strategies, a section for fasting, intermittent and block fasting, self-development section with a lot of motivational videos. I believe that is probably one of the most important parts of this academy. If you were just, if you just got into the habit of watching one or two videos from the self-development section of the Keto Camp Academy each day, it'll change your life. We have a section on sleep, a section on toxicity, uh, how to use essential oils, how to review studies, my favorite books, a section for fitness. I have other influencers in the health and fitness space that have recorded videos and interviews exclusive for the Keto Camp Academy members. There's a Facebook group exclusive for the Keto Camp Academy members, and I do a live coaching call, a Q&A call, for the members only every single month. There's a shopping list, there's meal plans, all my best-selling books, and so much more. And it's all for less than $39 per month. In fact, if you're a founding member, which there might still be time if you're listening to this right now, you could get in at $27 per month, cancel any time. That rate is locked in for the duration of your membership. Once we hit our 100 founding members, it's gonna go up to $39 per month, which is still pretty damn cheap. If you wanna learn more about this and become a founding member or, or become a member if you're listening to this uh, ahead in the future, head over to www.ketocampacademy.com. I would love to have you in this academy. It is the best academy you could find right now in existence, www.ketocampacademy.com. I'm gonna share Jeremy with you in a second. I just wanna first let you know that I'm so grateful that you chose this podcast on this day right now to listen to out of all the options out there, all the things you could be doing. You're gonna be here with me and Jeremy and you're not going to regret it. If you find value from this episode, please post it on your Instagram story or profile and tag me in it at the Benazadi, T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. I'll see it and I'll share it on my story and we'll get some other keto campers following you back. You can also use the hashtag keto camp. Let's bring on Jeremy Abramson. Jeremy Abramson is a workplace wellness professional. That's my word right there. Jeremy helps companies attract and retain top talent through health and wellness strategies. Jeremy is the podcast host of Stand Up to Sitting. Make sure you go give that a listen. He's a health coach. He's up to so many things. He teaches you how to move the body, how to get your body back to the way it was designed to function. He's an amazing human being, and let's bring him on. Jeremy, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, brother. My man, so glad we made this happen. 
Yeah. Long time coming. Long time coming. And yeah, bro. We're I, neighbors, dude. It's so wild. Like 14 minutes with no traffic. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. right down in Sunny Isles. I'm here in Bay Harbor. So it's so great to connect, connect with Jeremy. So Jeremy, I want you to really tell the story of you. Who is Jeremy? Where did you come from? I know you, were, you lived in California. You were in the Bay Area. But how did you get involved, inspired to, to do the incredible work that you're doing now? Bring us back to when you were a kid and let's lead it up to what you're doing today. Right. So I guess health and wellness has always been ingrained in me in a way, whether it was conscious or not. My dad is a neurologist. So, you know, medicine and health and brain health has always been a topic that has been prominent, but I never really considered getting into medicine. Like that never intrigued me or interested me, but uh, I always loved sports when I was a kid. And I, I was always the most skinny, wiry, like think of Kevin Durant before he came to the league and yeah. he was like like the Durantula, right? Like just wiry, like super skinny, so awkward. And when I was 17, senior year of high school, I finally had like a little more time on my hands. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the YMCA and like start just picking up weights. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but I actually saw some gains coming in. And I was like, all right, like I'm kind of digging this. And all of a sudden I was starting to build a little more confidence. And like, I guess in that way, that was kind of the kickstart of getting into fitness, right? And throughout college, that really grew. And I think it was more to please other people, to like impress other people, like, hey, check out my abs or check out my arms, you know? It was for that external validation for most of my life. Study business, sports marketing, was always passionate about fitness, but never saw it as a way to support myself, support a family. And, you know, push came to shove like three years ago, and I was working for a training company that worked with a bunch of pro athletes. And I was actually doing sports marketing with them. So talking to NFL agents and bringing in new talent. And I was literally banging out like 100 calls a day. And I would look outside and I would see like NFL prospects training and just general population training, like smiling, having a good time, getting sunshine. I was like, like, that's what I should be doing. Like, that's why I'm here. That's my purpose is to facilitate that and provide others with energy and encouragement. And I woke up one morning and I was just so unfulfilled. Like I woke up and I was just not excited for the day. And I was like, I need to stop. Like I need to leave this position and I need to take a chance on myself. And at that point, I really had no certifications or like training hands-on experience. But I went to one certification at Onnit Academy mm. in November, 2016 and like, that was such a game changer because not only did it open my eyes to so many different training modalities and techniques, but the people I met there, they opened my eyes to podcasts and like nutrition and stuff like keto, things that I had never heard about before. And all of a sudden I just found myself so fascinated by all aspects, like not just fitness, but sleep, nutrition, and the whole 360 approach, right? Of just total human optimization and the last, I guess, two and a half, three years have really been a manifestation of continuing to put in the energy, put in the time, put in the effort of getting more knowledge, meeting more people, and 
providing value like through social media, through just connecting with people like you and really making an impact in the community. So long story, that was like the, I guess, kind of the abbreviated version, but um, it's just the beginning, man. Totally. You know, I feel, I, I bet you feel the same way. 100% to go. Yeah. Every accomplishment, 100% to go. I didn't know that you were a, a lean, skinny kid growing up, the Durantula. Bro. So what was- motivated you to, at 17, you said, to pick up some weights? What was it? Was it a girl you wanted to impress? What was it that motivated you to do that? Yeah, man. To be quite honest, I don't even think like muscles and abs would have got to be a girl back then. Like, I, I think I had an older brother um, and he was five years older, 22. So we would, you know, play basketball at the Y and he would kind of encourage me. He was getting more into that stuff as well. And then I kind of realized, I mean, you know, I was getting out at school at 1 p.m. and you know, everyone was like smoking weed and like doing all these things, which I did too. But I was like, I want to just try and find some sort of meaning. I feel like, you know, I, I'm not playing as many sports and, and it was just something that kind of felt right. You know, it felt like a good release for me. And, you know, it was like a safe space to be healthy and to, I, I, I mean, I guess hormones played a big role as well. And, I think just connecting with people and like that brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. Of like sports, you know, basketball and and that was a huge component. And I'm sure you're familiar, you know, being in like the CrossFit space, you know, community is such a big big component of that and yeah. something that really draws people in and keeps them so ingrained in that culture. So your brother really in, in coached you or inspired you to, to start training. That's interesting because if it wasn't for that, I mean, it led you to getting a passion for fitness and then eventually getting uh, doing the Honored Academy. So it's interesting to look back and connect the dots to see how things lined up for you. Yeah. I love that you were you had your job that was unfulfilling to you and you said you woke up one morning and you said, you know what, this is not what I want to do. What was the next move for you? I know that it scared you. Uh, I would imagine that it scared you. What was your next step once you realized that this is not what I want to do? Yeah, so I had been at that position for probably 18 months and I was busting my ass, man. I was working so hard, really just trying to give everything I had. And I had had those feelings before, but you know, there were some cool perks to the job that kind of like would draw me back in, but I was getting paid dog and just putting in so much energy. So basically at the time I was living in a garage. I had very little capital, very little income. And at the time I was like working with a couple youth football teams and like basketball teams, just coaching at the JCC and in California or no, 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 here, this is here. here. Yeah. And a couple of the parents had asked me like previously, Hey, would you mind like working with our son privately? You know, just like working on skills, working on agility, like a positive role model figure. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And I have always loved working with kids. And then some parents asked me to like start working with them. And I kind of, I wanted to, I didn't really feel qualified. Again, self-limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. right? And I guess as I built confidence, kind of just understanding that my knowledge might not be where it needs to be, but it's still a solid baseline. And really just like we were talking about earlier, when you're coaching people and working with other individuals, that accountability, that energy, that support is so valuable. Like you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not inspiring that person to unleash their best version of themselves, they're probably not going to keep you around. So I feel like that's something I've always 
been good at is kind of lifting others up and being able to recognize other people's gifts. So yeah, man, it was scary. Like there's periods of time where I was sleeping in my car and I, I think it all kind of, all those moments that at the time seemed so scary and so it seemed so negative. You look back at them with such, such love, honestly, because that's part of the journey. That's mm-hmm. part of this hero's journey. And it's, it's one of the reasons I think I am the way I am. Like I have the compassion for people in that position now because, you know, I was there not so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the hero's journey, absolutely. And you look back and that struggle is what molded you into what you're doing now. You touched upon self-limiting beliefs. What would you say to somebody listening right now or watching on our live streams who has a ton of these self-limiting beliefs? What would you tell them if they are in a similar position to what you were in? When you woke up in the morning and they realize, I don't want to work at this job, or this is not my future, but they have all these self-limiting beliefs to why they cannot start that new business or that new venture. What would be your words of wisdom to that person? That's such a powerful question. I'm glad you asked because we talk about fitness and physical health. I think mental and mindset is king. Once your mindset's right and once your mentality's there, the sky's the limit. So... I think it's really important to step back and go back to your childhood and see where some of these beliefs started to arise. It's crazy because so many of these self-limiting beliefs and negative thoughts happened before the age of seven. Mm -hmm. So we might not even be conscious of this thought that we're repeatedly having, but this is something that is so deeply ingrained in us. It's the story we've been telling ourselves since we were a child. So a common example I'll use is your parents got divorced, right? Over 50% of marriages end in divorce. So I feel like it's one that a lot of listeners can relate to. So your parents get divorced. Let's say you're nine years old, okay? Now, your parents got divorced. That's the fact. Now, from that event, we start to tell ourselves so many different little stories. I was the cause for their divorce. I'm not worthy of being loved, This is how all relationships are, right? And we start to build these perceptions and we start to think they're truth. So, so many people, including myself, I think have struggled or are struggling with the idea that they're worthy, that they deserve all of these great things and that they're capable of these great things. So I would say to answer your question more directly is to really build self-awareness on like why some of these thoughts are so prominent in your mind right now. And then also start surrounding yourself, really do an inventory checklist. Who are you spending time with? Mm. What's your environment like, right? Because if you're surrounding yourself with negative people who are constantly complaining and bringing you down and, and that's your environment, obviously, how's that gonna manifest? You're gonna become that. So really trying to figure out okay, this is my passion. How can I maybe impact people with my passion? And that can be a daunting thought because it's so macro. Like I want to change the world. And I think just starting with one person at a time, you know, it's what you and I are doing, right? Like someone messaging us or commenting like, hey, like listening to this or watching this video really inspired me or really helped me in some capacity. And then hopefully they're able to share that with someone else in their circle. So being able to recognize we all have superpowers 
And a lot of times we forget about that. So think about your childhood. What thoughts did you start to generate? What stories did you start to tell yourself? And what did you enjoy doing as a kid? What brought you joy? Chances are it was playing a sport, playing an instrument, running around with your friends, drawing on your arms. Like all of these things that children do that we slowly get out of as we get older because we're told we have to be adults and don't be a child, right? Yeah. So try to really go back and find that thing that brings you joy and surround yourself with people who are going to support you and hold you accountable. Mm. Because that's great if they support you. Like, hey, you're great. You're doing incredible. But sometimes you're not going to be doing incredible and you need to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And that's what true friendship is, I think, is like having both ends of that spectrum. That's beautiful. Totally. I I agree with the accountability portion. I mean, accountability is the glue that ties our goals, what we want to accomplish, to actually the results that we're getting. And you could have great friends who just say, oh, you're doing so great. You know, you should be happy. That's a very dangerous statement right there because if you have true goals to make a big impact, then you should be held accountable when you're not taking action to that's aligned with what you want to accomplish. So I love what you said. The first seven years of our life is our programming. It's our conditioning. It has nothing to do with who we are now or our potential. It has everything to do with our experiences and our conditioning. So once you understand that, like Jeremy just said, once you have that awareness, then the greatest power you have is to choose your thoughts. So when a self-limiting thought comes in, this is how I do it. And I get them every day. I'm not immune to self-limiting beliefs. Every time it comes into my head, I do what Wayne Dyer taught me, which is to look at it, kind of fly through the screen of my mind and say, thank you. And then go next and then choose the thought that's going to serve me. That's going to actually help me accomplish what I want to accomplish. So once you have that awareness, you become a master of your future instead of being a victim of your past. So that's so valuable, brother. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, I love that idea. That, that visualization, I think, is really powerful. And yeah, the thing that you just actually finished up on, talking about like the victimization, right? It's so easy to play victim, especially, you know, people have dealt with a lot of Like so many people have had really heavy trauma in their early years, whether it's abuse, whether it's physical abuse, verbal abuse, death, all of these things that take such a heavy toll on us and we're not really taught, we're not given the tools to handle that, right? So being able to get out of that victim role and really take accountability and like turn it around and make it, make it our strength, make that struggle, make that adversity your strength because ultimately that experience that you had is part of your unique journey. And like, it's going to manifest in some way, like you're going to be an amazing communicator because right, like losing your father. Now it's like you have a whole different level of compassion for someone who has lost a loved one or who has experienced some sort of loss. It's like, hey, I've been there and that's just gonna allow you to connect on such a deep level with so many more people. So really trying to find the silver lining in things is so key because it's all about perspective. Yeah. Yeah? Totally. All about perspective. So if somebody's listening to this and they're going through something really terrible right now, it's part of your story. It's it's happening for a reason. So you could actually help somebody in the future who might be going through something similar. And it's hard to see it when you're in that muck. But if you could just keep pushing forward, surround yourself, like Jeremy said, with people who are going to support you. And as difficult as it is, you got to start cutting people out of your life who are not going to help you get to where you want to get to. I saw that for myself. You know, the environment is so important, dude. Environment, 
is more important than heredity. It's more important than your genes. It's, it's your environment that molds you. If you hang around five people who are, are playing the victim card every single day, they're watching the news, they're watching media, and they're gossiping, you're going to be the sixth person doing that every single day. But if 100%. you start hanging around with Jeremy, if you get, start hanging around with me, and we're not talking about the news, we're not talking about small things and competitive thinking, we're talking about world-class ideas, we're talking about helping people, then you're going to shift your mindset because now you're part of that environment. So let's relate this this conversation right now because I think it's so powerful to somebody who is following the keto diet, somebody who's doing fasting. Right. And their friends right now and their family are not doing keto. They're not doing fasting. They're not living a healthy lifestyle. And they decided, I'm going to do keto now. I want to get healthy. I've seen all the benefits of it. I want to do some fasting eventually. But they have this environment that tells them, you're crazy, what are you doing? And they're not supporting their new way of living. What would you tell them? What would be your words of encouragement for those people? I think you touched on it. So it's a fine line between, yes, you want to kind of distance yourself from these people who aren't supporting you, but at the same time, like, give them that opportunity. Like, let them know, explain, be transparent, communicate effectively. Like, hey, you know, I've been feeling like for the last three years, you know, my gut, everything. I just, my, ment I, my mental clarity is off, my cognition, I'm sleeping bad, all of these things. So like explain why you're doing something and tell them, be open and honest. Hey, like this is what I'm doing. I would love if you would support me on this journey, you know, and see what their response is. A lot of times their response, like you said, might be like, you're crazy because that's coming from their self-limiting beliefs, right? They see someone in their life trying to make positive changes and they're over here doing the same thing they were doing 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they start to get filled with like self-doubt and resentment towards that person. Like, oh, f them. Like they think they're better than me to try this new thing, to move to that new city. And so I think it's really prioritizing yourself like so often we put other people first and that's great and it's altruistic, but I've been guilty of this too is giving from an empty cup, right? Like you need to fill your cup up first because if you're feeling like every day, how are you going to be able to show up for other people on a daily basis? So, you know, whether you're starting keto, whether you're starting a new fitness journey, whatever it is, remember to take baby steps because small changes will profoundly manifest into bigger ones, right? A lot of people try and go keto, do CrossFit, wake up at 5 a.m. and get eight hours of sleep all in the same week. And it's like, no, man, like you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're starting something new, it's really doing it with an open mind, with an open heart, and not being so critical of yourself if you slip for a day or two. And I think a lot of people, that's when they fall off track. They beat themselves up. They're like, oh, f like I didn't go 16 hours without eating. I only went 12. Everything is ruined. Yeah. F this I'm going to uh, like I'm going to McDonald's, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people go down that rabbit hole. So I think whenever trying something new, it's super important just to commit, 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 be consistent. Consistency's king, man, right? Like. For me, I think consistency is like what's kept me in the shape that I'm in because I don't train that hard. Like I eat very well, but I'm not like obsessive by any means. And I like live a very balanced life, man. Like I go out, like I have fun. 
I live a very well-balanced life. And, you know, I just traveled for a month and, you know, I partied more than I have since I was in college and had some amazing experiences and was still able to maintain a healthy mind and a healthy body because that commitment and consistency was still there. Mm -hmm. So once you build that, once you become ingrained in that, it just becomes like a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. right so I think just getting started man people are so st- scared to get started mm-hmm. like just do it <laughs> just do it like you're probably gonna fail you're probably gonna fall down but it's all good like we all respond differently to different things to different people so just give it a shot and if you slip up don't beat yourself up you know get your ass up and get back after it I love it yeah that's it's empowering for you to say that and I know people are, it's resonating with them. And then when they're in that moment of, okay, I'm going to have this conversation with my family and let them know I don't feel good. I'm overweight. All my bones are achy. And I learned about this new keto diet. I learned about fasting. And I think it's going to help me. That conversation, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's another thing to, to actually do it. Yeah. So what me and Jeremy are saying, we support you either way. And we want you to have, to be your greatest version of yourself. And if you're unhealthy, not only are you not your greatest version of yourself, so you're robbing yourself of your greatest version and you're robbing your family and your friends of your greatest version. So it's not just you who suffers, it's your family who suffers too and vice versa. When my dad got sick, who had to take care of him? Me, my mom, my family, Mm -hmm. because he got sick. So everybody else suffers along with it. So being unhealthy is one of the most selfish things that you can do in your entire lifetime. If you do get healthy, if you have that conversation and you commit because creativity follows commitment, then you're going to be your greatest version. You're going to be able to help your mom, help your dad, have the energy to support them and be there for them. And that is most important. The health, our health is our true wealth. So that conversation has to be had. That communication is so important. And I look at you and I see somebody who's very creative to just switch gears here. And I told you before we started recording, I said, we just connected recently and I don't know your entire history. I don't know your, your qualifications, certifications, and all that, your experience. And I don't really care. But I do know this. This is what I do care about. You have an awesome attitude. You have great enthusiasm. And those are two things that if you have that, you're going to freaking crush it in life. If you have attitude, great attitude and enthusiasm, you're going to crush it. And you, Jeremy, have an amazing attitude and enthusiasm. So my question to you is, did you always have this? Is this something you worked on? Did you develop it? Tell me more about your attitude and your enthusiasm. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words, man. So I think if you ask my parents and like people from my childhood and my upbringing, I always had a childlike joy and just like a goofy kind of sense of humor and and was very affectionate and just loved people, right? I think I've always been that way. I know I've always been that way. But throughout, you know, my life up until now, there's definitely been times where I've been going through my own and that's manifested into me not being as outgoing or wanting to get out there and be social. So I've been kind of more of a hermit, like to myself. And that was, again, like all stuff I was going through. And that's kind of how I handled it. Like, almost like I don't want to burden anyone. So I'm going to kind of keep to myself. But I would really credit a lot of my positivity and optimism to my dad. My dad is like, my dad is honestly 
my biggest role model, my biggest hero. And I admire him so much for so many reasons. And he, I just remember him always, always preaching gratitude, like from a young age. And then he like started giving me these gratitude stones. And if we were ever coming across a difficult situation or, or some sort of adversity, like he would always remind us, like, we're so blessed to be in this position that we're complaining about this. You know what I mean? So often, like here we say like first world problems, mm-hmm. right? We're complaining like, oh, there's a little bit of traffic. Like I spilled coffee on like my $300 pair of jeans. You know what I mean? And so I think my dad was a huge, huge part in just like instilling that positivity and like always giving, treating people with respect, treating them with kindness. And I've always tried to kind of carry that over into my life. And sometimes, you know, I I don't do a good job, but for the most part, you know, I always, always try to bring good energy, good vibrations to a room, to an environment, to other people, because I see how much negativity is going on in the world. And it's crazy because I'm like in such a bubble. I'm sure you are too, where it's like, you know, we're doing self-development. We're surrounding ourselves with other people who have this growth mindset. And we forget about like the other part of the country that is like all invested into politics and watching the news. And like, they think the world is such a dangerous war zone. And in some ways it is, but like life is beautiful. And I think so many times we just, we take things too seriously. We get so caught up in our own mind, our monkey chatter, mm-hmm. and we forget to really recognize and acknowledge how beautiful and lucky and fortunate we are. And I know it's easier said than done. A lot of instances, especially people listening who are going through a certain adversity, but I always say like, you know, we both kind of consume some Gary Vee content, like 400 trillion to one and actually going into like the science behind that number, the chances of us being a human being right now, 400 trillion to one, when you understand what a miracle you are. And I actually wanted to touch on what you said, because you're talking about when you neglect your health, you're being selfish. And I love that. I think that's absolutely true. If people can have that perspective, I think it will motivate them to take more action. And with that being said, you know, you're talking about also, you asked me, you know, people with self-limiting beliefs, how to get over that, how to kind of pursue your passion and really find meaning in your life. And I think everyone, I know everyone has a gift, whether it's speaking, whether it's teaching, whether it's playing an instrument, playing a sport, whatever it is, right? Each person listening and watching right now has a unique trait, a unique characteristic that makes them them, that makes them one of one. And by them not sharing that gift with the world, they're being extremely selfish. That's how I look at it. Like, oh my God, this girl who does some artwork for me, who lacks so much confidence. She's like a perfectionist and never thinks her pieces are good enough. I have her do some pieces for me and it's 100% like, I'm like, you're being so selfish by not sharing this beautiful creation with the world. And when I told her that and framed it like that, like she was like, oh, you know, I think a light bulb went off. So I know we got a little sidetracked, but yeah, I think whether it's getting over self-limiting beliefs or just adding more positivity to your life, I think really having that perspective is what it comes down to. And that environment, obviously, like we mentioned. 
like the technicalities of health and wellness, I'm always down to dive deep in. I think I think it honestly needs. And then listen, there's people that like Ben Greenfield, you know, who are like, you know, Ben Greenfield. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like sometimes you listen, it's like, whoa, like that just blew my mind. Like that's too much for me right now, <laughs> you know, but I think these type of conversations where people can be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people could resonate with this. Right. Yeah. And I think that is where, you know, you can impact. And obviously, like you can't talk about the same every every episode but at least incorporating it and letting people know that they're not alone yeah. like that's big yeah they're not alone you're not alone i'm not alone you said that if we watch the news we would get the picture that the world is a very dangerous unsafe place and you're competing with the next person the person next door and you got to be very scarcity minded that's what the news teaches us and that's what a lot of schooling teaches us as well but in reality, the world is a beautiful place. Yeah, bad shit happens and it's, and it's terrible and I'm not negating that. But most people, most human beings are good, kind-hearted people. They want to help each other. They have good will. But it's the people who are creating destruction. They're so loud that their noise is just shutting out the good in this world. Right. So this conversation is so important because we are the good in this world. And we not only know that, but we're sharing it at a massive level. This podcast is going to be heard by thousands of thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people. So that's why I love a conversation like this, because it's getting out into the world and it's drowning out the news, the media, the negativity. So thank yeah. you for, for this conversation. 100%, man. I saw on, I think it was LinkedIn. By the way, if you don't follow Jeremy on LinkedIn, go give him a follow. Jeremy Abramson. A-B-R-A-M-S-O-N. Yeah. Go give him a follow. He has some cool stuff on there. I saw a video. I saw two. The first one, you were in, I think, Ibiza. How do you say it? Is it yeah, Ibiza. 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 <laughs> Here, like in the US, it's like Ibiza. Yeah, that's But there, it's like Ibiza. Right. You were on a yacht or a boat, and I saw all these people partying, and I'm like, why is he posting this on LinkedIn? And then all of a sudden, he's doing these, um, were you doing dips or like a muscle I was, up? I was doing pull-ups, You are yeah. doing pull-ups on the yacht saying, you know, consistency or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Did anybody say... How do you get the confidence to do that, number one? And then did anybody say anything about what you were doing? It's funny, man, because are you talking about like the confidence to do that? In front of all like, those people who are partying. And right, right, right. So, and I, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. For me, I feel like maybe I wouldn't have done that two or three years ago. Or if I did do it, it was to kind of flex on someone. Like, yo, look at me, I'm a savage, mm. right? But now, now we just talked about like sharing your gifts. My hope, my dream is that one person on that boat sees me like fooling around, having fun doing pull-ups, right? And they're like, oh, shit. like I've been sedentary for a couple years. I've been drinking way too much. Maybe I need to like step up my game. And like that person's probably not going to tell me, yo, man, like you really inspired me, but I bet you out of like the 25 or 30 people on there, probably half of the people, half of the people probably thought like this guy's a douchebag. Other 10 people weren't watching. And then maybe two or three people were like, yo, like that's pretty cool that he's doing that. So for me, like I actually love moving my body in like public places where I know people are going to see me because I don't care what they think of me. In fact, I think what I'm doing is empowering them to not give a f what other people think of them. 
So many times we're holding ourselves back because we fear the judgment of other people. Like, okay, I understand fearing being judged by your parents, right? But being judged by people you don't even know, you're probably never going to see again. It's crazy, (laughs) right? It's crazy. So for me, two parts. I thought it would be a funny piece of content to be completely transparent. And it was. Yeah. And I was like having fun, having drinks too, having some sangrias. But yeah, man, for me, like, I just, I want to inspire people to move and use their body. Like, I don't care if it's just a 20 minute walk or, you know, an occasional stretch, but move your body. And then the second question you asked. Oh yeah, go ahead. What was the second question? No, the second video I wanted to talk oh, about, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wanted to explain the video because yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. it earlier. Did you want to say something else? No, before? no, no, no. The second video, this is even cooler, and, and you just answered why you did the second one as well. You were on an airplane, a packed airplane, oh, yeah. on a flight, coming from Europe back to Miami, is that correct? And I see Jeremy, who's on Instagram, I see Jeremy on this airplane, in the, the, the aisle there, doing dips on some, some other people's chairs, and then doing some lunges down yeah. the aisle, and I'm like, holy crap, this is so awesome. Yeah. And so cool. And I never see this, dude. Yeah. So how was that? I, well, I loved, I loved like a lot of the feedback, just kind of people, again, for me, it's just like having fun, you know, like having fun. I was with one of my friends on the flight and he's like, I, I was just telling him, I was like, I'm, my body's just feeling stiff right now. I need a stretch. He's like, all right, like, oh, yeah, I got you. I'll film it. And then I ended up doing that. But yeah, man, I that is a little extreme. Like some people actually like were hating on it. They're like, if you weren't white, like you would have got arrested. And I was like, oh, like that's might be a valid point actually. It made me think. But Coach Jeremy three hundred five guys, if you want to see the video, by the way, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach Jeremy three hundred five. I'm gonna and, put, I'm gonna put his Instagram and his LinkedIn and all of this stuff in the notes of this episode. Perfect. Yeah. So. So yeah, that, that's really the reason behind it. And you know who honestly really inspires me is, you know, you go to these big cities and you go to like the city center, especially a place, you know, everyone can relate to is like Times Square, New York. And you see all these street performers. You see those guys who are like staying still and like the robots. And then you see the break dancers. And then you see the guys doing like comedy acts. And a lot of times in the past, I feel like I would just walk past. But when I see those people now, like they really, really resonate with me. Like I feel a deep connection to them because they're genuinely like sharing their gifts with the world. Like they are just, they are just so open. Like they're doing, you know, like they're not afraid to mess up or they might be, but it's not stopping them from going out there in the street and doing that. And like that, something like that where you're just, you know, sharing your gifts with a, with a bunch of people. They might be strangers. They might be family and friends. But getting out there and doing that thing, and it's going to be uncomfortable. But once you, once you kind of stress, stress that discomfort muscle, right, and, and you get that um, mental override, I call it. Like, that's why I love ice baths. You know, it's a different conversation. But is once you do something that is challenging, and your mind is giving you resistance and you overcome that and you realize like you're not dead, you're still here, like, oh damn, I'm alive. <laughs> like it all of a sudden, some of your mask starts to come off and you build more confidence. That's how you build confidence is by doing those things that are uncomfortable, getting through them, keeping those promises to yourself. And then again, 
maintaining that consistency once you once you get past that threshold. I love it. Get outside your comfort zone. Be consistent. Commit. All all great tips right there. Okay, I have another question for you. I have a few more for you. Mm, I love it. Obviously, movement is important to you. Right. What are some of the things that you see that are causing a lot of unhealthy people in this world when it comes to inactivity? Uh, sedent- I always have trouble saying that word. Sedentary. Yeah, you got it. And just pe- people being at their desk all the time, you know, round shoulders, which I'm working on because I used to do it all the time too. So I'm working on fixing my uh, mm, we'll work on neck. that for sure. Yeah, you work on that with me. What What's the problem? And then what's two solutions to that problem? Mm, I like that. Asking for two solutions to one problem. That's good. So we'll keep it simple. We'll keep it simple. The biggest problem that I see is sitting, right? Is sitting. We spend so much time in this position. We wake up. We're in a rush. We throw down that cup of coffee while our cortisol levels are already spiked, right? Yeah. We're not waiting that 90 minutes like you suggested. Yeah. And then we're rushing to work in the car, stuck in traffic, sitting, right? Stress levels through the roof. Eating probably a bagel or a donut. Yeah, cortisol levels spiked. We finally get to work. We're inundated with calls and emails. We're at the desk. And then before we know it, maybe a few hours have passed. We eat a quick lunch, probably a shitty one. And then we get back to the grind. And we've spent eight or nine hours straight sitting. We return back home, eat dinner. If you have a family, you're probably spending time with them, maybe sitting, watching TV, Netflix, And you literally just spent 12 to 14 hours straight sitting. And I see so many people living their life like this. And it's really alarming and disconcerting. And just to kind of build on that point, I actually read, you know, the Blue Zone study about these seven areas of the world that have the most, the longest lifespan and the most longevity, Mm -hmm. right? It's like the the highest quality of life. Mm -hmm. And one thing, the one thing that all of them have in common, there's a couple of them, but one thing that really stood out to me that I loved hearing was none of them exercised. Yeah. None of them trained, right? They didn't do CrossFit. No, none of them had workouts, right? But they're being active throughout the day. They move every 20 minutes. They're generating blood flow. They're going for walks, usually with loved ones. They might be doing some breath work, whatever it is, but they're constantly moving their body. And that's so key. So that's the biggest problem is so much time is spent sitting in the sedentary position. Our spine is getting compressed. Our blood flow is getting restricted. Our metabolism is getting slowed down and our whole body is getting deformed, really. So two solutions, find alternative postures. So I post a lot of videos on this. But simply, if you think about, you know, stand-up desks are very popular now, but I don't think stand-up desks are a great solution because if you're standing in a fixed position for countless hours, it's really not that much different from sitting for countless hours. Yeah, you're like in a more upright position, but you're going to also present a lot of problems when you're stood in a fixed position. So constantly maybe going from seated to standing and just changing positions and, You know, it's kind of hard to like explain the alternative positions, but we'll post some videos for sure in the show notes. Yep. So finding these alternative positions, walking, go on a walk, a 10 minute walk will do so much for you, especially outside where you're getting sunshine, you're getting vitamin D, you're connecting with nature, you're grounding yourself, right? And Stanford did a study that a 10 minute walk can boost your creativity by up to 60%. 
right? And if you, it's no coincidence that guys like Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and Barack Obama are notorious for their walking meetings. Mm -hmm. 80 to 90% of their meetings are all walking outside. You know, their the creative juices are flowing. You're, you're just going to be a happier human. So movement, alternative postures, walking. And I would really just challenge people to dive deep into like their sense of gratitude, like identify this body that you have, right? Identify how beautiful, you know, you have 10 fingers, two arms, two legs, two eyes, all of these crazy parts that can do unlimitless things, right? They have so much potential, but we're wasting it in a chair. And then lastly, I know this is more than two, but we talked about it before, finding someone to hold you accountable. Like finding maybe it's someone in your office, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a girlfriend or boyfriend. Having that person that is gonna hold you accountable, hey, we're going for a walk, remember? It's 9 p.m., we just ate dinner, we committed to this, yeah? So like these small things will manifest into big changes. Um, I think a lot of people get, intimidated and overwhelmed by all the information and all the possibilities. Should I do yoga? Should I do CrossFit? Should I eat paleo, keto, vegan? And they're overwhelmed, so they end up not doing anything, right? So start something and be consistent with it. Start with 30 minutes of walking. Get your 10,000 steps in, Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like especially here, other than a place like New York where everyone's walking, like the U.S., it's all driving, like I probably take two or 3,000 steps a day that I don't run. And in Europe, I was walking 20 to 25,000 every day, which is almost 10 miles. So keeping that blood flowing, keeping the energy going is going to be super important to, you know, reversing some of the chronic pain someone might be having or, or anxiety or fatigue, whatever their symptoms are, you know, more movement, walking is only going to help. Right on. I love that. Those are those are very practical tips too. I mean, get somebody to hold you accountable. May, and they don't even have to walk with you if that's not an option. You could just maybe screenshot your activity tracker, right? If you have something that tracks your steps. 10,000 steps today, we hit our number. 15,000 steps, we hit our number. I think 10,000 should be the bare minimum. But if you can get to 15,000 consistently, you're in good shape. And then the second tip is to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. And that, that's your whole persona right there, right? Yeah. So do that frequently, get things moving. You're going to not only become more creative, it's going to help manage your stress as well. And another bonus tip on there is if you go for an afternoon walk and you get sun, that's going to help give you energy as well. Because usually in the afternoon, our body temperature tends to decrease slightly, which spikes melatonin just a little bit. And that results in some sluggishness, feeling a little tired in the afternoon. But if you go for that 10-minute walk around 1 p.m., not only are you activating your healthy amount of cortisol and decreasing melatonin, which is going to help with your energy levels, but you're getting your steps in. Mm. What is the most exciting thing that you are working on today? Good question. So I would say I'm probably, I'm, I'm most excited about two things. You know, the stand up to sitting movement has been something that I've been pushing for a while. We just um, launched a really, really, great ebook that has a lot of the stuff we talked about today, like alternative postures and really giving people kind of a, a guide to handle their nine to five job and how they can remedy all of this sitting and, and find alternatives and really add more movement to their day. So that's something that's really special and I think is going to, I know is impacting a ton of people. So stand up to sitting and this is a mindset. Stand up to sitting, yes, 
is like, get off your ass and move. But it's also like we talked about earlier is your mindset. You know, sometimes we're so stuck in our ways and our, in, in our habits that we're not willing to try something new and get out of our comfort zone. So it's really a mindset approach to really uh, move your body, move your mind. And also, you know, we teach seminars, workshops, speaking engagements. So if anyone's listening and they'd like to have us come to their office or workplace and really create a sustainable environment that promotes health and longevity while empowering their team to really take ownership of their health, that is something that is super important to me, getting out in the community and working with these businesses, these companies, and making an impact there. And number two would be the nonprofit that I've wanted to launch for a while, and uh, we're finally going to launch it next month. It's called Bars for Los Barrios. And the idea, like we spoke about earlier, is really bringing uh, fitness to urban areas, places where there might be poverty, where there might be crime. You know, I've traveled a lot around South and Central America, and I've seen, you know, these kids, they play soccer ball with a soda can, and they, they put two pieces of paper for the goalposts and um, they just have so little resources. So being able to just install like simple bars, like to do pull-ups and just hang and, and, and do kid-like things, child-like things and teach them just simple little things to move their body and have fun and a healthy, safe space for them to come together. So we're going to launch that. First ones are going to be in Miami and then we're going to you know hit Central and South America. And I think that's going to be, for me, I know that's going to be so impactful because I've always put impact number one. You know, um, we talk about like multiple income streams, right? And that's super important too. But for me, it's like multiple impact streams. And I just want to really help the youth and, and bring them a place where they can come together, be healthy, get strong, get jacked, get juicy, and uh, share some laughs and build some, build some friendships along the way. I love it, dude. You're doing great work. Uh, get strong, get juicy. <laughs> multiple streams of impact. I've never heard that. And I love that. Where can they find your ebook? So the ebook link is in my Instagram bio. Okay. It's probably the easiest way. So again, Coach Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, 305. And then you'll see, you know, you just hit the link in bio and it'll say stand up to sitting ebook. And there's like, I put a lot of time into that based on conversations I had with a lot of people in the workplace. Like, what do you need? What do you feel like you're missing out on? And I wanted to really get their perspective, their point of view before putting something out so I know it would resonate with them. Awesome. So there yeah. you go. Find, look them up on Instagram or uh, also LinkedIn. Yeah. If they wanted to hire you to come do some training for their corporation, where would, they, where would be the best place to look you up? Yeah, so we'll put all my contact info. Um, you know, my, my website's E3, like the letter E, the number three, lifestyle.com. And... You know, I'm active on the social. So if you send me a message on Instagram or LinkedIn, you know, definitely we'll get back to you quickly. Um, but yeah, this is something that, like you said, we need to really prioritize our health. You know, this is the ultimate gift. It's the ultimate sign of wealth. And, um, you know, I'm so excited that we have people like you in the industry and in this location that we're able to connect, we're able to collaborate and really amplify our impact. So I'm just excited for, you know, like the stuff we're going to work on in the future, helping each other, collaborating and, 
And this is really just the beginning. It is, it is. So you're wearing a shirt right now. I know some of the listeners, well, all of them cannot see you. It says grateful and it says it's such an important message. And you talked about how gratitude has saved your life and changed your life and your dad instilled it in you. So my question to you is, what are you most grateful for today? Oof, that's so funny because I like ask a lot of people the same question. So to be on the opposite side of the spectrum uh, is, is great. Right now, I would say I am most grateful for the people that I have in my life. I feel like I've reached a point where I've communicated. I've really learned to communicate more effectively. And I've been able to tell, you know, my parents, my brother, the people around me, how much they mean to me, how much I love them, how much I respect them and how much I need them. And I feel like I'm at a place where my relationships and my self-belief and self-confidence is at a place it's never been before. So that peace of mind is what I'm really grateful for. Yeah, and, and listen, it comes and goes, but like right now I, I feel like a, an inner peace. There's so much uncertainty in my life right now. So it's like, it's kind of con- contradictory that I would feel inner peace, but I just have that belief that, you know, everything is happening the way it's supposed to and the way it's designed to. And I've overcome such adversity in the last four years that I don't think I'm going to let any uncertainty or any of that stop me, right? So yeah, I guess I would just kind of like to touch on leave everyone with the with the message, you know, if there's a relationship that is weighing you down, that is constantly on your mind, whether it's your mom, dad, brother, sister, girlfriend, boyfriend, something that's kind of eating at you, do your best to um, try to repair it because chances are it's going to bring you so much peace. You know, we have so much resentment, so much guilt. And I know for me, like recently with my brother, repairing that relationship and, and being able to like talk to him more openly about everything has been such a great gift. And I feel like the fact that I have my, my family and my friends by my side, I know I can handle anything. So it goes back to that accountability, that support. Find those people in your life who, who are really going to lift you up when you need it. And um, yeah, what are you most grateful for? <laughs> oh, you're turning it around, huh? That was a great answer, first of all. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, very impactful. I'm most grateful for the movement that's happening right now. When I say the movement, the keto camp movement, because I know every person who gets this information, if they choose it and they take action with at least one thing they get from an interview like this or some of the videos, it'll change their life for the better. And it's going to cut through all that BS and noise out there. So I'm really Mm -hmm. excited for that because the movement's, it's getting stronger and stronger. So in conclusion to that is the impact. I'm grateful for the impact that I'm creating, that you're creating, that we're creating and how it's just the start. It's just the beginning. We have 100% to go. We haven't even scratched the surface of our potential. And that excites me, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, um, I, I have one more question for you, the final question. Okay. By the way, dude, I'm, I'm so excited to hear about you know, all the success you're having and all the lives you're impacting. You know, it's, it's in such a short time, too. So you know, credit to you, acknowledging you for everything you're creating, everything you're building. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to collaborate with you some more. Hell yeah, dude. 
Okay, last question. What is your definition of perfect health? Wow. What is my definition? You know, I would say, first of all, like perfect, I I think health, like perfect health, whatever, and perfect health, I think it's unattainable. What I mean by that is there's always room for improvement. But with that being said, for me, I would say my idea of perfect health is waking up every morning without any pain, with meaning, with excitement for the day, and being able to do everything that you enjoy doing without any limitations. I would say for me, that is an ideal life. Like, you know, I see so many people now, they have all the money, you know, they grinded for 30, 40, 50 years. They on their relationships. They on their body. They can't even enjoy and like travel the world. And they don't even, even if they did travel the world, they don't have any loved ones to do it with, you know? So you have to check off all the boxes, you know? That's cool that you have like big muscles and you're strong, but like, what's your internal, what's your inside look like? What does your head look like? What does your heart look like? You know, you got to check these boxes. So I think just waking up with meaning, with purpose and without any pain and really being able to do anything you want without any physical or mental limitations. Love it. Beautiful. Check the boxes, baby. Jeremy. I want to acknowledge you, man. You are a rock star, a really valuable conversation. I think it's going to resonate with so many people. I know it will resonate with so many people. I love your attitude, like I said earlier. I love your enthusiasm. I love the fact that you live it to lead it. Uh, I love the fact that you are inspiring so many people and you could tell that you are genuine and you care about what you're doing. And I see that it resonates from you. You you light up the room. Even if these lights were not on, the room will be lit up from your energy, brother. <laughs> appreciate that. Dude. And I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you came into my life. I don't know how it happened via LinkedIn or something like that, but I see a lot of cool things in our future, man. And I just want to say thank you for the work that you're doing, for living courageously, for committing and being consistent. So thank you so much. This has been an awesome interview, brother. Hell yeah, dude. Can't wait to have you on my show next week. Let's do it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I told you that Jeremy is a beautiful soul, love and gratitude. You work on the inside. You work on these tools and these tips and these strategies, whatever you want to call it, that we shared. And you're going to notice a big difference in everything you're doing with keto and fasting. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please share this on your Instagram profile or story if you haven't done so already. I want to know that you're getting value from this and tag me in it at the Benazadi and leave this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a big difference for the show. Go check out Jeremy's work. I'm going to put a link for his work and all the information, all the links, all the resources and timestamps in the notes of this podcast. So go check that out. Go connect with Jeremy. He's an awesome dude. We are both down in Miami, Florida. So make sure that you connect with us even if you're not in Miami. And also head over to youtube.com slash keto camp to subscribe to the keto camp YouTube channel. We release five brand new episodes on the keto camp YouTube channel every week. And I'd love for you to connect on there. You could also see the video version of me and Jeremy and the recorded interview on that keto camp YouTube channel. 
If you haven't gotten my Keto Kickstart Guide, it's a 12-page ebook designed to teach you how to burn fat instead of sugar. Head over to www.ketokickstartsguide to get that for free. And the final reminder is to let you know about the Keto Camp Academy. If you want to learn and become a pro at keto and fasting and so much more, then become a member today over at www.ketocampacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to me and Jeremy, and you'll hear me on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.